0: Hey everyone, welcome to the 21st episode of the Podcast Dude. My name is Aaron Dowd, and I am here to help you suck less at podcasting. Seriously, I I really want to help you get good at it. Uh, (laughs) Today, I'm talking about what you need to do to get your show ready for iTunes. So, this isn't quite a checklist, but it could be a checklist. I know Garrett had asked me in the chat if I could make a checklist for submitting a show to iTunes or preparing episodes, and that's a great idea, and I should, and I might but no promises. But today, specifically, I'm going to be talking about what you need to do after you've recorded some episodes, what you need to do to get all that into iTunes. So, again, this is episode 21 of the Podcast Do. My name is Aaron Dowd. Let's get going. What's up, everybody? How are you today? I hope you had a good weekend. It's Monday. We got the whole week ahead of us. I had a kind of a crazy weekend. I helped a roommate move in, and it was tiring. And I had to move my entire recording setup into my bedroom. So if I sound a little bit different, that might be why. Got a pretty good setup. Got my got my desk here. I've got some sound-absorbing panels in front of me. Uh, two windows on either side of those. So hopefully you will not hear my neighbor's dog barking. But it's a possibility. I'll do I'll do my best to do some more soundproofing. I don't know. I need to do some research about how to soundproof a window that is very thin and not soundproof. But anyways, not talking about that today. Today's show is about preparing your podcast for iTunes. So there's some steps that you gotta do to get your show into iTunes. That's what I'm gonna be talking about today. And I want to give you the overview because there's really six things. There's there's six major things and then there's a bunch of sub things inside of those. So let's go over those real quick. First you got to bounce your mp3 file. Obviously, that's after you do your editing, after you do your mixing, then you bounce an mp3. That's your podcast file. After that, you have to tag it. So this is adding information like the title, the episode number, the author, the artwork, things like that. Uh, Number three is get your website and your post ready. So this just means making sure you have something like Simplecast or WordPress set up to host a podcast RSS feed. And then you also have a blog post written that has the title of the episode or the blog post and then the description, things like that. As I as I said, I'll be going over this more a little bit later, but I just want to give you the over, overview right now. So website and post ready. Number four, upload your MP3 to your hosting service. Uh, so MP3s are don't actually live on iTunes. iTunes does not host any MP3 files. They are merely a directory. So they link to things. They gather links to things, but you can't send them your mp3 file and expect them to deliver it to the thousands of people that might download your podcast number five is configure your rss feed so set up your rss feed and then you have to find the address and test it this is a a url basically test it in itunes or feed validator what are you doing computer no sound so professional okay number five configure your rss feed find the address for your rss feed And you can find that in a couple different places. I'll talk more about that later. And then test it in iTunes or Feed Validator. Number six, submit your RSS feed address to iTunes. So this is the final step after you've got everything else set up, got your website set up, you've got your MP3 file tagged, you've got your RSS feed set up. Then you submit that feed address to iTunes, and iTunes grabs all the information from your RSS feed, and it says, oh, okay, we got a new podcast. And then all the magic happens and you're in the iTunes store. So let's break those things down. And I guess I should say, first off, iTunes. Is it the only place that people can find and download podcasts? No. People can go to your website to listen to your podcast. There are other podcast directories like Stitcher. and there's, a, there's like seven or eight other places that people talk about. I'm not going to go over those. The process will basically be the same. But iTunes is the big one. iTunes is the big player. So, this is the one that you 're going to want to focus on and get started with, and then later you can go back and look at some of the other ones so number one bouncing the m p three file so after you 've after you 've recorded a podcast, you do your editing, do your mixing and your mastering hopefully you can get the levels up to to a decent level <laughs> get your levels up to a decent level come on, Aaron. And then you have to bounce this. So there's a couple of different ways to do this. I work in Logic. So what I do at the end, I can either hit Command-A, which will select all the tracks, all the different tracks from the beginning to the end. And then I hit Command-B, and that bounces the whole project down to a single MP3 file. Or really, it opens up a a pop-up window that I can select what kind of file I want to export to, and then I just select MP3. Depending on the show... People ask a lot, you know, what bit rate should I export as? Like 64 kilobytes per second, 96, 128. For the Sean West podcast, we bounce out at 128 kilobytes per second stereo file. I'd say if, if you have a good mic setup, a good recording setup, and you are okay at mixing and mastering, and you record in uncompressed audio, .wav file or .aiff file, then you can bounce out to 64 kilobytes per second mono and it will still sound good you'll get a little bit better sound quality at 128 or 96 but your file is also going to be a little bit bigger and i've talked about this in the past and some people overseas don't have quite the internet speeds or the data that we have a lot of people don't have unlimited data a lot of people pay per megabyte for their data so something to keep in mind 64 96 128 kilobytes per second mono is fine for for podcasts some people like stereo totally up to you but where was I yeah okay so we bounce out at 128 for a lot of my clients I would bounce out at 96 or 64 so if you're using GarageBand if you're using GarageBand what you need to do when you're exporting well first off in the menu bar the top you'd go to share and then export to disc, I believe it is. But first you need to go open preferences, go to advanced, and then check auto-normalize because this will normalize your podcast. And this is something you need to do to make sure. It basically doesn't quite do compression, compression but it'll make sure that the quieter parts are about as loud as the louder parts and also that the louder parts aren't really clipping. It just helps with normalizing, basically, <laughs> the volume levels. This is something you want to do. So in GarageBand, if you open preferences, go to the advanced tab and then check auto normalize. That'll do that for you. And uh, just as a side note, while you're there, double check to make sure that 24 bit recording is enabled because this will give you a little bit better sound quality while you're recording the audio in the first place. And that's not related to anything with iTunes. I just wanted to make that mention that real quick. Something else you can do if you want to normalize your audio file, which, like I said, is a good idea. You can check out Auphonic.com. And this is A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C.com. And this is a website that lets you upload your files, your MP3 files or your your RAW files. And it'll do some post-processing on it. And it's actually really, really cool. You can buy a desktop app that does the same thing as the web app. Or you get two hours of free audio per month to process. And something that I used to use it a lot for was noise removal and normalization for quieter tracks. And it works really, really well. It does the job of uh, some plugins that I've paid quite a bit of money for, actually. So go check out Auphonic.com. Even if you're just going to run your final... Uh, you really shouldn't run your MP3 file through it. What you should do is export an uncompressed.wav file and then run that through the, the processors on Alphonic, like normalizing, noise removal, things like that, it'll it'll make your podcast sound really good. It's it's pretty nice. If you need more than two hours of audio per month for processing, say you have an hour show every week, then you can buy additional time. And I don't remember the pricing exactly. It's not terribly expensive. Maybe, I don't know. I'm not going to. Go check out the pricing, alphonic.com. I'll include a link to that in the show notes, which you can find at thepodcastdude.com slash 21. Okay, so after you've bounced your mp3 file, got, you got the file, put it on your desktop or wherever you're comfortable with. Now you need to add tags. You need to tag the file and ID3 tags. This is metadata. That's information that iTunes and other, other places use to identify certain things, certain aspects of your, of your podcast file. Things like the artist, the, the author, right? Who made this? What's the title of it? What's the artwork that's associated with it? And we talked about artwork in episode 20, the previous episode. I had Corey Miller on to talk about artwork, and that was a great episode, so you want to go check that out. So you either use iTunes to add tags to your MP3 files, and this is the free way to do it. And if you want to do this, you open up, or let's say you're on a Mac. I guess this works on a Windows PC, too. You'll open up the file with iTunes and then you'll find it in your library. You'll right-click on it, and you'll hit Get Info. And this will allow you to add the information that you need to. I use an app called Tagger, That's T-A-G-R. And this is just kind of a faster, simpler way to add MP- or add ID3 tags to my podcast files. And I really, really like it. It's a little bit, it's simplified, nicer to look at than iTunes, because there's a lot of things in iTunes. But what I can do is drag an MP3 file onto the icon in my doc and it'll pop it up. And then I add the information I hit save and it's done. So, but the tags you need to, the tags you need to focus on adding and in tagger, the ones I get are the ones that I add are artist album slash artist album, genre year. And then I add the artwork and then I put in the episode number, the title, and then the actual name itself is just whatever the, the file name is. And I usually just go with podcastdude20.mp3. And that's fine. And you can, let's see, I was doing research about this last night. And you're supposed to add a description, but I believe for the Sean West Network podcasts, the way the description gets added is actually a custom field inside of our WordPress site. So it's like what, what says expert on the, or X, excuse me. Excerpt, what says excerpt? That's a fun word. On our site is actually what gets added to the description part of the file. When it goes in, you know, when it goes into iTunes and people open it up in their podcast player and they look at it and they can read what the description is. So, and that that kind of varies depending on where you host. Like Simplecast has a place when you create a new post for your episode. Simplecast has a place to put description and then also show notes. So that information gets added to the RSS feed. iTunes then reads and says, okay, this is a description for that, for that episode, for that file. One more thing about artwork. Your artwork needs to be at least 1,400 by 1,400 pixels wide, wide and tall. It says square, right? Either in the JPEG or PNG file format with RBG colors. RGB, RBG, one of those two, red, blue, green. Also, your art should still look good when scaled down to thumbnail size. Okay, so go check out thepodcastdude.com slash 20 to learn more about how to create good artwork. Because that was a great episode for that. All right, so we talked about tagging your mp3 file. Number three, step number three, is get your website set up for podcast hosting. And if you're using a podcast hosting service like Simplecast, this is actually pretty easy. They have a little settings area where you can add all the relevant information about your show. So this is the title, the author, the description, your category, your artwork, things like that. And that is just information that's going to go into the RSS feed. So whenever you have all that information set up, then you go and you create a new post. You say, I'm going to make a new episode. And then you just fill in the episode specific information like the title, description, show notes, tags, and keywords, stuff like that. So Simplecast is really easy, and that's why I recommend it for podcast hosting. Uh, But if you're doing something else, like if you're hosting on WordPress, for example, a lot of people host on WordPress, then you'll use a plugin. Most of the time, I think a lot of people use the Blueberry. Blueberry or Blueberry. I guess I'd have to double check, but I believe it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y, (laughs) Blueberry.com. Check that out. Uh, that's that's one way to set up an RSS feed and host a podcast. And if you do that, you will still have to host your MP3 files somewhere else. You'll have to upload them to a server that will deliver them whenever someone requests a download. And back in the day, the very first podcast I set up, what was it called? I always forget this. Nope, I can't remember. Back in the day, the very first podcast I set up We used a combination of WordPress, Blueberry, and Amazon S3 for hosting. So I would upload the file. After I tagged the file, I'd upload it to Amazon S3, which is like a cloud delivery service. It's fairly cheap, actually, depending on how many downloads you have. Kind of a pain in the butt to set up, so I don't recommend most people do that. I uploaded the file, the MP3 file, to Amazon, and then I would grab the URL for that, the public URL, and then I would put that into Blueberry and WordPress for the episode. It would be like, okay, what's the link for this episode? Here's the link. Save it. Put all the information in there. Boom. There you go. So, And that's actually number four. Number four is upload your MP3 file to your file hosting service. And a lot of people ask if they can host their podcast on iTunes. And iTunes does not host podcasts. It's just a directory. So you have to host your media file. You have to host your MP3 file and your RSS feed somewhere else like Simplecast and Libsyn. And there are a lot of other services popping up. I think Dan Benjamin from 555 is actually just about to create or release a a software or a service that allows you to manage all this stuff. I don't know if he's going to do file hosting or not. At the moment, I recommend Simplecast for most people just because it is ridiculously easy to use and set up. You upload your file there. You put in your, your information for the episode there. You publish it. And they even give you this, there's even this page on the site that says, submit this to iTunes. Like you copy the feed address for your, for your RSS feed, and then you submit that to iTunes. I'm getting ahead of myself, but basically Simplecast is amazing. And it's 12 bucks a month for unlimited storage. I really highly recommend Simplecast. So go check that out if you haven't yet. If you're interested in getting your show into iTunes, there's a lot of other great things about Simplecast besides the (laughs) statistics, Statistics. The statistics are great. The user interface is great. They can, they actually even give you a website. Like it's nothing fancy and it's not super customizable, but it's much, much easier than setting up something on your own if you've never set up a podcast website before. Yeah. So go check out Simplecast. Step number five is preparing your RSS feed. And these all kind of tie together. But this is really easy to do in Simplecast. Like I said, you log in, you go to the sharing tab, and you'll see your RSS feed address there, along with some easy-to-follow instructions for your for submitting your podcast to iTunes. And you just make sure that you fill in all the necessary metadata for your podcast before you submit it to iTunes. And then once you have that feed, double-check that it's valid. You can do this with either iTunes or a website called Feed Validator. If you want to do this in iTunes, you just open up iTunes, Go to the file menu and choose subscribe to podcast. And then you enter your podcast feed URL in the text box there and click OK. And that'll tell you if the feed is correct, if it has all the information that's supposed to be there, if all the if all the metadata is there, then it'll say you're good to go. And then you can go ahead and submit your podcast feed, your podcast RSS feed to iTunes. So I'll include a link to how to do that in the show, but I believe it's actually just in iTunes. I'll have to double check that. Anyways, I'll include a link to all that. So a couple other things. If your podcast, if you submit your podcast and you get rejected, there's a a couple things that might have happened. If you have explicit language in your podcast without having the explicit tag set to yes, this will be in your configuration settings most of the time in like Blueberry or Simplecast. If you have references to bad stuff, you know, drugs, profanity, violence, things like that in the title, description or cover art, that'll get you rejected. Pretty much anything I don't it's stuff that I don't even really want to talk about on my show. Basically, <laughs> basically if you're a bad person, your podcast will probably get rejected. <laughs> okay, other things though. The words iTunes Store, iTunes or Apple Inc in your logo or your description, things like that, you cannot you cannot use Apple stuff or like the Apple logo or the iTunes store logo, things like that. You can't use those anywhere in your podcast. If you have a bunch of technical problems, Apple may reject it. There's there's a few common RSS feed issues, I think, but just identify what those are, do a quick Google search, and fix them. All right, something else I wanted to talk about. This is a question you get asked a lot. I get asked a lot. How do I get my show into new and noteworthy or the featured section? In iTunes. And I get this. I get, I get why people would want to be in new and noteworthy, new and noteworthy or the featured podcast section. And these are, it, it's just like when you open the iTunes store, you go to the podcast section. Then you see all these different artwork kind of featured. And then if you go to a category, you see new and noteworthy. And this is kind of nice and it's kind of an ego, ego boost. But from what I've heard, a lot of people have said that it actually doesn't really matter that much. It's nice to have, but well, let me talk about why it's really not that important here a little bit later. First, new and noteworthy, first eight weeks after launch, you have a chance to get into the new and noteworthy section. I don't think it's going to get you a ton of new downloads or subscribers, but any little bit helps. Sure, why not? So here's some tips. These are kind of the common wisdom for getting into new and noteworthy if you just launch your show. First is launch with three to five episodes. Because that'll kind of boost your download numbers. It'll show people on iTunes that you're that you've already prepared and you've gone through the process a couple times. Promote your show heavily on social media in the weeks prior to the launch. So you want to do some some pre-launch hype, and get people excited about your show. Because, as Sean says, people don't notice announcements; they notice consistency. You could talk about your show, you know, once every three days for six weeks before. You actually launch your podcast before you submit it to iTunes. And there are going to be people that follow you that still don't notice. You know, they just, they're not paying attention. They don't think about it. So promote your show heavily. If you have friends, ask them to help you promote it. This is this is why it's a good idea to be doing favors for other people as well. Helping your friends out. <laughs> do nice things for them. They'll do nice things for you. The rule of reciprocity. So promote your show before the launch. And this ties into subscriptions and downloads because those have a big part of it too. Whatever algorithms iTunes uses, they will see if a, a large number of people subscribe to your show, if a large number of people have downloaded and you're brand new. That means you're doing something good and they'll be more likely to feature you. Ask for reviews as well because reviews are important. That's one of those other things that ran, that kind of plays into how iTunes decides who to feature. So ask people to leave you reviews. I said get people to subscribe, get people to download. Something else is great artwork. So Apple, actually, not exclusively, specifically, Apple specifically states on their website about like frequently asked questions about podcasts and iTunes. They specifically state that good-looking artwork is a big part of who they choose to feature Uh, and also the production quality of the show. So you have to make your make your artwork look good, make your podcast sound good. R- make sure all the tags are there. Make sure that you have, you know, great show notes for your episodes. They also said they look to see if new episodes are being released consistently. So these are some things. But I just want to say in the long term, in the long term, new and noteworthy featured it's not going to make or break your podcast. It's going to come down to Your effort to your commitment to how dedicated you are to making this thing and making it good and making it better because I've listened to tons and tons of shows that had really rocky starts. (laughs) You know, not so great. I was, I've done those shows, not so great microphone, not so great mixing and mastering, not so great show notes, co hosts that are kind of unsure and nervous. You know, raise my hand right now, but your show can get better. Over time, you can get better at podcasting, and it's like a snowball. The longer you go, the more people you pick up, the more they share it with their friends. You learn about your audience. You learn about what they need. You can talk about what, they're, you know, what they have questions about, what they care about, all those things. So sure, launch strong. I'm all for that. But just realize that if it's okay if you don't get featured. It's not the end of the world. You have to keep going. You have to make something that you can be proud of because if you, if you make a bunch of stuff that you're proud of, then three years down the road, somebody can ask you a question. You can say, hey, I talked about this on an episode. Go check out episode 25. Go check out episode 30. This is exactly what you need. Boom, they're a fan. So the, that longevity, that dedication to it is what's going to determine your success in the long term. So I hope this show is helpful for you guys. I'm going to go over that list one more time. Here's what you need to do to get your show in iTunes. First, you're going to bounce and normalize your MP3 file. Second, you're going to tag your MP3 file, put all the information in there, either with iTunes or Tagger. I'll include a link to that. Number three is get your website and your post ready. So if you're using Simplecast, create a new episode, put all the information in there, upload your file. Uh, Number four, upload your MP3 to your hosting service. So if you're using Simplecast, I just said, (laughs) upload your file. If you're using Libsyn, upload your file. Whatever you use, set that up. Configure your RSS feed. Find the address and and give it a test. Test it in iTunes or Feed Validator. Make sure it works. And then number six, submit your RSS feed address to iTunes. Number seven, party. Number seven is optional, you know. You can party if you want to. Okay, that's the show for today, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out. You can find me on Twitter. I'm Aaron at thepodcastdude.com. If I missed anything, if I misspoke, if you have any additional questions, please send me them either on Twitter or you can email me, Aaron at I'd love to. I'd love to respond, answer questions, chat. It's fun. Uh let me read a quick iTunes review. Somebody left me an iTunes review last week. That was really nice. All right. I got a review from Podcast Hover. Hoover? Podcast Hoover, like a vacuum. I like that. Uh he says this is my new favorite podcast. If you want to get tips on how to podcast, this is your show. Awesome show notes with timestamps and links. I know. I listen to over seventy podcasts, and this is my new favorite. Thank you, Mr. Podcast Hoover. Glad you're enjoying. Let me know if you have any questions or topics that you'd like me to discuss. Those show notes. Whew. I spent a lot of time on last week's episode, podcastdude.com uh, slash 20 with Corey Miller. That was a lot of work. 3,700 words. Whew. But it's good. It's rewarding. People can go back and find that later. They can read it. It's valuable. Everyone, I, I got to tell you, spend more time on your show notes. It's It's totally worth it. Totally worth it. Okay. Okay. If you've been enjoying the show, best way to support the show is to join the Sean West community. Go check out seanwest.com slash community. I've said so many things about it, but really, it's just, a, it's just a great place to go and get encouragement and meet cool people and be a part of something amazing and get help with your podcast, get help with your design, get help with your business, get help with your loneliness. I get lonely sometimes. sitting sit inside my room all day long. It gets lonely in here. It's good to hang out with people. And these people are some of the best people online. Everyone's super high quality. I love it. SeanWest.com slash community. Seriously, go check it out. Okay, I got a couple questions in the after show. And then I got to review the chat real quick to see what I missed. All right. Talk to you guys in a minute. Okay. You guys still here? Thanks for hanging out. I'm feeling a little bit self-conscious because I'm worried that my roommate is up and listening to me behind the door, which would be super weird. I put a blanket down by the door, so his door's closed too, and he's got his AC running, but I'll just have to get used to it. Okay, I got some questions. Winston asks, is there an optimal time to upload your podcast to iTunes? This is a great, great question. I think it depends a lot on your audience. Uh, I can talk from experience because I can't say what's right for everyone. First off, I think consistency is the most important thing. Con- consistency. Choose a day, release on that day. Otherwise, people will get angry because what happens if, if okay, let's say you release for six months, you release every Tuesday at four p.m. People start to look forward to that. They kind of they don't plan their day around it, but they're like okay, cool, at 4 p.m., I've got a new episode of this show to listen to. Well, then something happens, and it's not there. And they're like, you know, they're refreshing their, IT, their, uh, their podcast app on their phone, and they're like, where is it? It's 4.15, it's 4.30, they're like, they're refreshing, they're like, where is it? Where is it? And then they tweet you, and they're like, hey, where's, that, uh, where's the episode that's coming out today? And you're like, well, you know, I had some things come up, and i got to do this thing. and then And basically, you've just ruined their day because they were really looking forward to listening to your podcast and now it's not there. And now they have to go find another one to listen to. They'll get me started on consistency. Consistency most important. But here's here's some things that I've thought about. I can't I don't have any data to back this up, so I'm sorry, but but a lot of people listen on commutes. Usually either in the morning or in the evening cuz most people and this is changing, but most people have a 9 to 5 job. So they listen on their way to work in the morning, or on their way home. So in early, a very early release time, say 6 o'clock in the morning, probably do pretty good because you're going to be at the top of their queue <laughs> above all the other podcasts. Or late at night, kind of the same deal. They'll download, they'll check it out on the way to work the next morning. But again, a lot of people work remote too, so it's kind of just up in the air, but consistency I do think that Mondays are probably not the best time of week to release on because so many people have so many things going on. Just you're getting back into the work week. You're kind of, (laughs) you're, you're, you know, recovering from the weekend. For whatever reason, I tend to listen to a lot of podcasts on Sunday nights. And I don't know. I'll have to do some more research. Maybe I'll do a show about it. But that's a great question. Okay. Brooks Eggleston asked, Is Blueberry... I'm going to have to say it like that forever now. Is Blueberry better than Libsyn for any reason? It looks like it's $5 for unlimited storage. I'm going to go look at this, guys. Hold on. Blueberry. Here it looks... Unless they change something, it looks like it's 100 megabytes monthly storage for $12 a month. 250 megabytes for $20 a month. Looks like Brooks might be wrong about... (laughs) Blueberry offering unlimited hosting for five dollars a month. So far the best deal that I've found is Simplecast, unlimited hosting for twelve dollars a month. Plus you plus you get the like the really nice web interface where you can upload, configure it. It is just those guys, the the two guys that did that, Josh Long and then there was one other dude, but I forget his name. They did a really, really good job with that product. And it's a really good deal. Great value. So go check that out. That's that's a super easy way to do it. So I talked about this on uh, thepodcastdo.com slash six, episode titled How to Set Up a Podcast Website. So go check that out. But yeah, the, the basic takeaway is that Simplecast kicks butt. All right. I think that's going to do it for the show today. All right, thanks for listening, everyone. Going to be talking next week with Corey McCabe, so that's Sean McCabe's brother. We're going to be talking about recording recording audio anywhere. So it's really about how to record in situations where, say, you're out in a public place. Maybe you want to do an interview with someone at a restaurant or a bar or something. Maybe you're going to be giving a conference talk and you want to record that so you can use it. A lot of things like that. Shooting, shooting audio. <laughs> well, shooting video. How to record better audio for your video. Corey's got some good stuff to say about that, so I'm excited to talk to him. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for listening, everyone, and I will talk to you all next week.